From COK Studios in a Fabia Quist Arcton's attic, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the issue of political correctness on college campuses as students head back to school. We'll also consider the controversy over swimwear designed specifically for Muslim women with fashion expert Peter Grigio. And we'll consider that I gotta eat to live, gotta steal to eat, tell you all about it when I got the time. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the law firm of Maverick, Iceman, and Goose, specializing in the personal injury cases of naval aviators who were hurt in homoerotic volleyball montages. Maverick, Iceman, and Goose, we're dangerous. And the Ryan Lochte Foundation, teaching at-risk young bros how to be cool, dye their hair green, and lie to get out of punishment for drunken frat boy antics. Visit yabra.org for a free swim cap. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. School is back in session, with students setting foot on their college campuses for the first time. Last week, the University of Chicago decided to welcome its new students with a letter that tells incoming freshmen that the university does not support trigger warnings as part of its commitment to freedom of expression. This letter has been getting attention on the internet and is sparking debate over how colleges deal with things that might make students uncomfortable. The University of Chicago won't cancel controversial speakers, and it, quote, does not condone the creation of intellectual safe spaces where individuals can retreat from ideas and perspectives at odds with their own. Joining us here in the studio to discuss the issue of political correctness on college campuses are Professor Norma Webster from the University of Chicago's Women's Studies Department and Quentin Dooley, Dean of Students at Albertson College. Welcome to you both. Hello. Actually, it's Dean of Student Feelings. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess this studio isn't a safe space. Oh, well. Professor Webster, I'd like to begin with you. You were very outspoken in support of your university's letter to freshmen. Why? Well, I think that we've crossed into a dangerous place where ideas cannot be expressed at all for fear of someone being offended. Obviously, we need to take care not to overtly hurt someone, but students should be encouraged to speak, write, listen, challenge, and learn without fear of censorship. So, you favor exploring all sides of an issue, no matter if they are controversial or potentially difficult. Absolutely. That's what the college experience should be about. We want to have students think critically about important issues and make sure they understand all viewpoints before making up their mind. Sheltering students in safe spaces is doing them a disservice for when they go out into the real world. Quentin, your college has taken a different approach. Yes, we have. We've embraced trigger warnings and safe spaces so that our students don't need to feel uncomfortable at any time for any reason. In fact, because of the popularity of our safe spaces, you can now major in quiet relaxation and thumb-sucking at Albertson. I see. Can you tell us more about what you do in your role as Dean of Student Feelings? Well, I oversee all aspects of student feelings, from coddling to insulating to sheltering to tender backpatting. My staff has quadrupled in the last two years, as more and more students are finding it difficult to cope and feel comfortable in the classroom. 
Our humanities building is now entirely devoted to safe spaces for students to color, read non-threatening books with lots of pictures, watch soothing and hilarious videos of baby animals, and just avoid anything remotely unpleasant or controversial. We've also abolished controversial departments like women's studies, psychology, history, and biology. What kinds of things do you consider controversial? Well, just last week, we had to cancel a humorous puppet show in our student union because there was a rumor that one of the puppets had a British accent. And we didn't want any of our students with accents to be offended. Do you worry that moving so far in that direction will negatively affect your students? How? They won't ever be exposed to any new ideas or have to confront a topic that, while a bit uncomfortable, might be important to their life. I would feel so stunted in an environment like that. Your words are hurtful and offend me. Those ideas are exactly the kind of thing we don't tolerate at Albertson. Quentin, do you need to get out your adult coloring book? Yes, and my wubby. I'm not saying you need to court controversy or difficult subjects, but ignoring them is dangerous. The puppets need to be heard. Colleges and universities are the perfect places to explore these topics under the watchful eye of trained educators and experts. What? I'm sorry, I was just coloring this lovely mandala. Fine, just stick your head in the sand and make our kids even less able to deal with the real world. Well, our school mascot is Otto the overly sensitive ostrich, so I take that as a compliment. Thank you both for that spirited discussion. That was Professor Norma Webster and Dean of Student Feelings, Quentin Dooley. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. The Burkini has had a controversial summer. The body covering swimwear designed specifically for Muslim women has been banned in some French towns after officials argued that it isn't in line with France's secular views. That ban was overruled last week by a high court, saying it seriously and clearly illegally breached the fundamental freedoms to come and go, the freedom of beliefs, and individual freedom. The ban on burkinis is sexist, Islamophobic, and above all, extreme. Alexa Reynolds is a human rights lawyer who has been trying to help get bans on any religious clothing overturned for years. It's just the way of the world. These women should be able to swim in whatever they choose. The goal of the burkini is simply to marry swimwear with Islamic values. I loved the idea when it was invented back in 2004. Aheda Zanetti is credited with inventing the alternative swim gear to accommodate her hijab-wearing niece who wanted to play sports. Zanetti says she strove to make something that made modest dress work with an active lifestyle. Many companies in countries all over the world are making burkinis, and that will hopefully help them become even more mainstream, so that we can end this ridiculous ban on them. Celebrity stylist and fashion designer Peter Grigio is getting in on the burkini trend here in the U.S. Oh, we're designing some really cute suits for Muslim women. We're using really light, flowy fabric that really looks cute and provides UV protection. So how much of your time and money have you invested in making burkinis, Peter? Oh, not a lot. We're just kind of dipping our toe in the water right now with religious swimwear. So are you doing more than just burkinis? Ah, oh, yeah. We're trying to break into other religions with tasteful, fashionable, and pious swimwear. Really? Like what? 
Hold on to your banana hammock, because it's really exciting. We're doing a John the Baptist Keeney for Christians. It's the perfect thing to wear to go down to the river. You can wear it for a baptism, or just lounge around the pool carefree. Just like you've had your sins washed away. Well, I'm sure there's Christians who could get behind that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We're also developing some very hot beach gear for people of the Jewish faith. The main thing is our yarmulke sun hat. It's just standard yarmulke, but it has a wide brim so that you can wander in the desert for 40 years and not get sunburned. Well, that'll be very popular. Right? I've been working with the Church of Scientology to make some board shorts that have cargo pockets for waterproof e-meter so that people can be audited down at the pool or the beach. Neat. I've also come up with a great swimsuit for seven-day Adventists that can only be worn on Saturdays and really cute black-pointed swim cats for Wiccans. Uh-oh, I gotta go. I'm custom-making a Speedo for Tim Tebow that looks just like the loincloth Jesus wore on the cross. Kisses! Religious swimwear doesn't appear to be going anywhere, so those in opposition had better get used to freedom of all religions on beaches and at pools all over the world. For COK News, I'm Connor Bentley. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. The podcast can be downloaded at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. We'd like to dedicate this week's episode to the late, great Gene Wilder, who passed away this week at the age of 83. He was a great comedian, writer, and actor. We will miss his talent. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. Gross.